Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. This is St. Louis Public Radio. It's Tuesday, April 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. This is The Gateway. Police officers' repeated killing of black people is traumatizing many African Americans. Black St. Louisans are searching for peace. It feels as if we have been hunted for sport. And when you see it on a regular, it desensitizes you, especially when it's you being hunted. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson speaks with black people in the region about how they are overcoming their pain. The first numbers from the 2020 census are in. Missouri is keeping all eight congressional districts. Illinois is losing one. As St. Louis Public Radio's Megan Cattell reports, an accurate count was a challenge during the pandemic. The U.S. Census takes place every 10 years and decides the number of congressional seats each state gets. But while Missouri held on to all its seats, the self-response rate in St. Louis was just 53 percent. That's much lower than in St. Louis County, with a 76 percent response rate. And St. Louis University professor of sociology Onesimo Sandival says the pandemic hampered census outreach. And we should have been more intentional and more forceful getting the message out about the impact of COVID on counting because this was a new method that they were using. The 2020 census was conducted online for the first time in American history. As more data are released, demographers will determine which neighborhoods were most underreported. I'm Megan Cattell, St. Louis Public Radio. Those census numbers showing population loss in Illinois concern Governor J.B. Pritzker, but he adds the trend predates his tenure. We've got to turn that around. That's something that, unfortunately, before I became governor was really, um, you know, uh, a bit set in, in at least clay, if not stone. Um, and, uh, and now we're working very hard to make sure that we're going the right direction. Six other states had either slow or negative population growth over the past decade. Still, Illinois' population is 12.8 million, higher than estimated by state officials in recent years. Governor Pritzker is also contemplating the possible expansion of capacity limits on businesses and social gatherings as COVID-19 hospitalizations in the state continue to decline. More from Hannah Meisel. The state could move into what Governor J.B. Pritzker calls a bridge phase to normalcy in the next week or so, meaning expanded capacity limits at bars and restaurants as well as events like weddings. As you have seen in the numbers, uh, they've been coming down gradually, which is terrific. Um, We have a period of time that we wait. I think it's another five or six more days of decline, um, which will allow us to move to the bridge phase and then on to phase five. Phase five, which Pritzker laid out nearly a year ago, means no capacity limits on businesses or gatherings, but will still include wearing masks. Along with a rise in cases, COVID hospitalizations doubled in the last month, which blocked Illinois from entering that bridge phase despite significant progress in vaccinations. I'm Hannah Meisel. A bill to limit when police can use chokeholds is advancing in the Missouri House. The Republican-led chamber has given the measure initial approval in a voice vote. The bill would restrict police from using chokeholds except if their lives or the lives of others are at risk or if they face serious physical injury. Congresswoman Cori Bush is one of many Democrats who believe it is time to eliminate the filibuster in the U.S. Senate. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from the St. Louis County lawmaker's appearance on Politically Speaking. Bush has proposed ambitious legislation that would require federal agencies to map out environmental issues and spend $1 trillion over the next four years to fix things like dirty drinking water and bad air quality in urban areas. But those bills have a dicey pathway to implementation because of the Senate filibuster. Bush says that Senate procedure is standing in the way of big policy change. We have a mandate to deliver on this bold agenda that we promised. And looking at the pandemic, looking at the economic pain and looking at how many people are hurting right now. The filibuster is unlikely to be completely dismantled because several Democratic senators have repeatedly said they're unwilling to abandon it. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. And that full episode of Politically Speaking is online at stlpr.org. People across the nation were relieved after a Minneapolis jury found former police officer Derek Chauvin guilty of murdering George Floyd. But the rare conviction comes as police continue to use deadly force against black people. For African-Americans, frequent deaths are reminders of generations of pain. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, black people in St. Louis are finding ways to heal. Jerome Harris Jr. had a hard time believing that a jury convicted Chauvin. He says far too often he's seen police officers exonerated for killing African-Americans. After the judge read the verdicts, Harris knew police wouldn't stop killing black people. So he had to find a way to deal with the pain of seeing videos of people die. Harris is president of Urban Golf of Greater St. Louis. He says as a black man, he hasn't been given the space to heal. So Harris takes every opportunity to do that while engaging with his golf students and his children. I've taken my children to uh, yoga and I take my students, um, you know, and I I play golf. And uh, both of those things are very therapeutic and it gives me uh, time to just reflect and just, um, you know, kind of get away. Harris is traumatized by police using deadly force because of what he's been through. In 2013, his younger brother was suspected of dealing drugs and led police on a chase. His brother crashed and shot at police. Police fired back and killed him. He says seeing the viral videos harms his mental health. It feels as if we have been hunted for sport. And when you see it on a regular, it desensitizes you, especially when it's you being hunted. Black St. Louisans thought Chauvin's conviction would ease their pain. But that same day, police in Columbus, Ohio, killed Micaiah Bryant, a 16-year-old black girl. A day later, deputies in North Carolina killed a black man. Some worry that without the kind of video evidence used in Chauvin's case, police officers won't be held accountable. It's painful to know that we have to have this much proof to prove that a black man did not deserve his death. That's DeMarco Davison, an organizer with Metropolitan Congregations United. Davison says he worries about black people in the St. Louis region because he's experienced police brutality while protesting in Ferguson. He says he's terrified of driving in certain neighborhoods because of the heavy police presence. And that's affected his outlook on life. I've thought about planning my funeral more than I plan my wedding. Like, that's what we think about. We think about how old we are going to be, we in the casket. Because we see more of our friends 
in caskets that is actually getting married. Davidson is trying to heal through prayer and connecting to his community. I teach Sunday school uh, lessons to the adults in my, in my church. Uh, I, I make sure I spend time with friends, family, and, and I have a counselor and a therapist. Licensed clinical social worker Candace Cox says Floyd's death and those of others have brought African-American stress, depression, and mental exhaustion. Inside, we have this feeling of not being physically, but also not being emotionally safe. And it's continuous because we don't know when and if it's ever going to end. She says Black people carry decades of generational pain caused by such violence. The adverse childhood experiences that are occurring, the environmental traumas, we're not healthy. For many, Floyd's death and Chauvin's trial brought back difficult memories of Michael Brown Jr.'s death in Ferguson, the grand jury's decision not to charge former officer Darren Wilson, and the protests that followed. Sharita Love is founder and executive director of the Education Equity Center of St. Louis. She says this past year has been rough, so she intentionally makes time to relax. I've made like a little solace space outside for myself, like just looking in nature and like connecting and grounding myself in nature has certainly been something I've done to take care of myself. I've also like started therapy personally <laughs> to, to help process through some of this stuff. The Reverend Michelle Higgins of St. John's United Church of Christ says black people must try to find peace to recover from years of trauma. In order for us to heal, we have to refuse to diminish the pain. We have to commit to avenging the suffering in whatever way. And we have to constantly show our capacity for joy. By being in nature, going to therapy, and spending time with family, Black St. Louisans are trying to find light during dark times. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.